1: And welcome back in, hour number two of the Outdoor Show. Here's the situation. It's kind of a chilly, rainy, I'm going to call this kind of rain pesky rain. You know, I'm looking at the radar, and, boy, there's a bunch of it out there. They were right on with that 100%, and it's going to be around for a while till it finally all clears out to the east of us. But there's a lot to pass through before that. Some of the heaviest rain looked like it was around the Lafayette area, a little bit of a storm there. But the rest of it is just kind of that pesky, dripping rain. Now, that's not bad if you're going duck or – Deer hunting, fishing, uh, bring the wet weather suit if you just got to get out there and fish today. Tomorrow, particularly in the afternoon, is going to be a better shot. We've got uh, winds reported offshore at 20 to 30 knots. That is not good. It's going to be 8 to 12-foot seas. Uh, only uh, a madman would try to go out and fish in that. There's no reason for that. Stay home if you were planning to go offshore. Inside, a little different. Uh, you may want to go if you got a good rain suit and you don't feel Uh, Bothered by some raindrops, wind is going to be a little bit breezy, too, uh, 10 to 15 knots. And, uh, of course, that makes casting and anchoring and fishing off points a little bit difficult. But for you hunters, it's not bad at all, particularly you deer hunters that might be in one of those shooting houses that's weatherproof. uh, Not a bad way to spend your Saturdays. We head into the Christmas holidays and forecast looking a little better for the Christmas holidays to get out and enjoy the great outdoors we got more fishing reports to talk about. Those of you who are going to be duck hunting uh, now that all three zones are reopened, I got the flyover report from Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. They, the latest results are showing a lot of pintail in the state have moved in, particularly in the southeast. This is really unusual. 29,000 pintail in the southwestern part of Louisiana, 215,000 in the southeast. And I imagine those are all stacked up around the – the lower uh, Mississippi River Delta area down around Plaquemines Parish. Uh, Also, there's 2.57 million ducks that were surveyed. It's two and a half times last month's estimate of 1.4, so there are more ducks in the state, considerably more, over twice as many as were there last month, which wasn't great, and still it's 8% below the long-term December average. So the trend of... Uh, waterfowl, which I consider in Louisiana to be in a crisis stage, looks like it continues. Uh, all the species, except for blue-winged teal, were higher than they were in November. But, again, this is not great numbers, but it's better than it was during the first split. Uh, a lot of gray ducks have now moved in, plenty of ring ducks. And here's one of the puzzling things. The diving duck species, which normally take longer to get here, uh, showed up quite well. Uh, green-winged teal, they were below the long-term average Uh Way below, like 154,000 versus 459,000. It's the lowest estimate for that species since 1985 and the second lowest ever. Uh, this report kind of mirrors the reports I've been getting from hunters that says that the, they were extremely clumped. There's a few large concentrations with broad expanses of just a few ducks. Most extreme example is southeast Louisiana. Lots of ringnecks in the fresh marsh of Upper Terrebonne Parish, south-southeast of Amelia, but very few ducks counted on the next flyover transect areas just south of New Orleans and monitoring the Carnarvon freshwater diversion area. Uh, Another concentration, very heavy, gadwalls, which are gray ducks, pintails, and ringnecks from West Bay sediment diversion on the west side of the Mississippi River north to pass Venice on the east side. Those two locations alone had 80% of the entire southeast Louisiana population of ducks. So, again, if you're hunting in the right place, you're going to have a great hunt. But for most areas, it's going to be a little less than what you might be accustomed to. But, hey, you ain't going to get any if you don't go out at all. That's the duck report for you. Uh, Bayou Wild TV uh, preview, we took take a look back on this week's show at some of our highlights from the year 20, uh, 2019. Martha Spencer and I, uh, if you want to catch it, we've got a lot of showings. we got one on this morning, a special 9 a.m. showing on Cox Sports TV. Uh, then it will be on again tomorrow at 8 a.m. on Cox. Uh, Cox Sports will also have us on Sunday, our regular 7 p.m. Uh, running. And then we have an episode at 7 p.m. next Thursday. That is our regular scheduled time. And then on Friday at 6.30 in the morning. Of course, you can catch it 4 a.m. Saturday mornings. You may have missed it this morning on Channel 54 in New Orleans. That's WUPL. Channel 2, WBRZ in Baton Rouge carries it at 6.30. So you can see this week's episode of taking a look back uh, in about 20 minutes now if you in the Baton Rouge area. It's also on eTelVision and anywhere, anytime you want to watch You Wild, go to YouTube and you can get it. That's YouTube, Bayou Wild TV. You can go to our website. All the episodes are there. That's BayouWildTV.com. All right, coming back after this, we're going to go to a man who caught a tarpon this week. Yeah, a tarpon, and he ain't a tarpon fisherman by trade. I'm talking about Captain Mike Gallo, I'll Get him to tell you that story and also how his week is going and what he thinks this rainy, chilly weekend is going to do for fishing inside on the eastern end of the state. Back with his report right after this timeout. And if you are stumped for a fisherman or a duck hunter or a boater on your Christmas lift and you really want to give them something that shows you really care about them, I'm going to suggest you do it and do it today. Get them a CETO membership. What you're purchasing is peace of mind for both them and yourself, knowing that a rescue is just one phone call away. It's $179 for a year. It's renewable after that. I strongly suggest You get the one on your list, a a membership. Call Captain Chris. He'll sign you up, 504-301-4545, or sign up online at seatoe.com. No matter what the problem, electrical, if it's a a problem where you're stranded in the marsh, your engine breaks down, you run aground, and you need a rescue, seatoe will be there. What a great Christmas gift. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now. Mike, I want to talk about this tarpon you caught. I didn't know you were a tarpon fisherman. Tell me about it.
2: Uh, I didn't know I was a tarpon fisherman
1: either. <laughs> Neither did the fish, <laughs> evidently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to Jeff Brule talking about the fish were suspended down in the mist to go. And that leads me, that'll that'll sort of lead me into explaining how we came across the tarpon, but also a technique that I use in the fall each year or have been for say the last five or six years. Anyway, I like to bounce a jig on the bottom like most people do with my favorite plastic, whatever that happens to be for that day. But also about 18 inches or two feet above that jig, I'll tie a small, it's the same hook I use when I fish live bait. I like to use a a number two mustad, octopus hook, very small hook that we use for live bait. You and I have used them many times over the years. But I tie that on, and then on that little hook, 18 to 2 feet above my jig, I'll put a small plastic. I use the Matrix Mini, or I'll use a fluke, tiny fluke made by Zoom. That's about a 2-inch lure, really small profile, really resembles a rain minnow very well. And I'm really fishing two lures at once. One's kind of suspended above the other one. And it's amazing. Sometimes I catch them on the bottom lure and a lot of times on the top lure. So that's what I was doing Wednesday evening. Captain Matt and I decided to go out and try some of the deeper waters around Lake Shore Estates. Some of that water's 30 feet deep. And we were wondering if some of the fish had moved into that, because we did have a little bit of a cool down from the warmer temperatures that we had. So we went into those canals, those deep man-made canals in Lakeshore. We found a few trout they were decent size, but they were not enough to be able to go in there with a charter. But while we were doing that, I caught that tarpon. And I wasn't certain it was a tarpon. It sort of looked like it. The mouth... Looked like it, but I'd never put my hands on a tarpon before. Only saw them in pictures and on television or mounts that you see in, you know, tackle shops that you go to. So um, we took a picture of it and I was excited about it as I sent you the picture to get verification and uh, you sort of confirmed what we thought it may be a tarpon.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Not a big tarpon. What did it weigh? Uh, In the picture, it looked like it might have been, what, four pounds maybe? Maybe a little bigger?
2: Oh, I don't know if it was that big. It was probably 15 inches long. Mm. So maybe two pounds. Maybe Matt caught a real good picture and made him look big. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he did. But, you know, as Tarpon go, that's a baby. But it's unusual, and it's one of those memories that you make when you go out there. Pretty, You know, Tarpon used to be pretty common in Train back in the day, but uh, it's been a long time since they've really come and showed up in any numbers. But every year you hear a few people who either hook them and they're not prepared for the big ones and they break them off or they at least spot them. But it's always interesting and uh, good news. Well, Mike, if you had to pick a spot to send somebody today, I don't think, are you fishing this weekend uh, or maybe thinking about tomorrow? Or are you going try to slip out a little bit later today?
2: Uh, we're going to keep an eye on the weather, and if things allow us to go, we may slip out. But it seems like it's a 80% chance we will not. Uh, but if I were fishing the last 10, 12 days, we've really been concentrating down along the wall. Uh, I start off in deep water I, I probably sound like a broken record from last week, but we if we get there early, we've been leaving like eight o'clock in the morning, sort of let the sort of get have the sun come up and sort of warm things up a little bit and make our way down to the wall area and I like to start there's a ledge right around twenty three feet, and it'll start getting shallower and I look at my graph, look at my electronics and see if I can mark some fish in that depth range, and if I see what looks like the concentration of them, that's where I'm going to start. If, if it's not too windy, I'll use the trolling motor and move around. Once we get a couple of bites in an area, I'll usually set the anchor down and fish that way. Much easier to drag plastics from a boat that's not moving than to drag them from a boat that is moving. Um, you know, you'll have better feel, stay in contact, with the lure much better and consequently your hookup ratio should be better. So that's been my normal pattern. Go ahead.
1: It's a good, it's a good go-to spot. You know, even when you get some bad weather, you know, it's usually be pretty fishable down there, you know?
2: Yeah. Large open area, but yet also confined on both sides by the marsh on one side, the rocks on the other side really takes a lot of rough weather To get that water dirty so um, it's been very clean the whole time I've been fishing it probably on and off since mid-October but since we got into Mm -hmm. December that's been just the go-to spot I did fish a little along the intercoastal waterway um, day before yesterday with uh, Keith Lusher we made Mm -hmm. a trip out and uh, just sort of a scouting type of trip give some pointers to a lot of his uh, uh, members on his website. And uh, we fished in the intercoastal waterway. There's a stretch along there that has some submerged grass along the shoreline. And we did the same exact technique, uh, but we caught redfish. We didn't catch any speckled trout. The water was shallower, about five to seven feet deep uh, where, where the boat was. And we were casting close to the shoreline. At the edge of the grass, we could see that submerged grass. Our water temperatures were 48 to 50. So I really wasn't expecting to catch any speckled trout in that cold of water. Uh, but we were looking for redfish. We ended up catching about six. And um, it warmed up a little bit more. And I, I told them we could run down to the go. The water temperatures would be warmer. And we could catch some speckled trout. So that's what we did, moved to the go. Water temperatures were in the 54 range, 53.8 to, say, 54 and a half. And um, I think we probably caught 20, maybe 25 speckled trout, with probably half of them being keepers and the other half being too small. Um, And that pretty much concluded what he wanted to do, did a little interview that um, he'll put on his website and try to share some of the information.
1: At the northshorefishingreport.com, you'll be able to see that. Sounds all good. Mike, I'm a direct this to maybe some of our out-of-town listeners. If they'd like to give someone a gift certificate, a nice gift to fish with you at any time of the year at their discretion, and also spend some time at the Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge, which you have, uh, give them the telephone number where they can call to make that arrangement.
2: Very simple. You can reach me at 985-781-7811.
1: Very good. Mike, you and Jacqueline have a wonderful Christmas. I know she's a big Christmas lover. Y'all enjoy it, and we'll catch up with you next week.
2: Thank you, Don. You have a Merry Christmas, and all your listeners have a Merry Christmas.
1: Hey will. Boy, you sound just like Santa. You kind of look like him a little bit, too, this time of year. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. See you next time, buddy. All right, um, we'll be back right after this. We're going to talk to the peddler. No, he doesn't sell anything. He pedals his kayak. That's what they call him, the peddler. I'm talking about Captain Eric Mahabarak. He's also got some Christmas gift ideas. If you have a kayaker on your shopping list, we'll be back with his report right after this time out. You're listening to the Christmas edition of The Outdoor Show right here. And it's time for the Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid-City of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge, some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can check them all out on their website at MasseyOutfitters.com. You'll also find them on Facebook. Captain Eric Mohabarak is a member. He's also one of our field reporters, and he's here with us this morning. Uh, Eric, uh, when I went down to Grand Isle this week, uh, that stretch between Fouchon and Grand Isle, not only was the road, full of fishermen, and some of them were doing pretty well. A lot of kayakers that slipped the the kayaks in and were doing pretty good. That area looks like it's pretty good. Where else might someone go this time of the year, given this kind of weather, if they're up for it?
0: Doing pretty well off of Highway 1, like you said. Uh, I know uh, also they've been catching some good fish uh, right there on Tidewater Road. That's the road that runs from Highway 23 to Venice Marina or Cypress Cove right there. Uh, just putting off fishing the rozo canes and in, in the shallow ponds up and they're doing a lot of sight casting with the, you know, depending on water clarity. Uh, but back there you can usually find some good clean water. You know, and uh, they baits in place plastic spoons things like that you know for redfish uh trout's been a little off you know you're picking up one here there you know because of the weather this week um other than that of course you know with the harsh uh weather conditions um i suggest going to start check myrtle grove they've been they've been catching a few limits of trout and uh some redfish and stuff like that and uh uh also, a few freshwater cats they pull in there, but uh, Myrtle, you know that's the time of year to go fish that that place right there.
1: And it is. Uh, I haven't it personally is.
0: made a trip yet, but I'm looking forward to it. You know,
1: Eric, you like me and Daryl are a sheephead enthusiast, and uh, when you heard about our feature, you started thinking about some spots for kayakers. Tell the kayakers some places to go where it's almost a slam dunk for sheephead.
0: Well, you know, um, a lot of a lot of the kayakers are familiar with the Port Sulfur area behind the high school. If you go straight down the Freeport Sulfur Canal, they have all of those old uh, pipeline canals that, have, you know, the marshes receded now. And now you have nothing but rock piles there. And you'll see them with the signs sticking up out of, out of the water still or the pylons. Some of them are just pylons now. But all around those rocks there, you can catch some really good sheephead. Uh, I suggest using a cork, um, you know, about you know, twelve to 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 eighteen inches depending on water depth and, and you know, you wanna throw close but not onto the rocks where you can get where you get snagged up. Um, also, the the rock wall out there uh, on the Mr. by Bretton Sound Marina, that's another good place. Now, I like to do a, a regular bottom rig, you know, let on the bottom, hook on the top for that area. You can also use a cork there, but you need to fish kind of deep, you know, uh, four or five feet there with the cork. Uh, live shrimp, um, uh, dead shrimp, uh, and, and And just work it, and like use like uh Michael was saying, a number two hook, I like a short shank number two hook myself um my dad uh makes some uh there's a few other people who make the short, but a, a heavier duty one you know to to because they got such a bony mouth um also you miss know, to go out there by, by, by robbie's place Campos uh they got a lot of rocks along there. you can use the pork there uh if you if you have a depth finder, it, you can see where the rocks end and drop down and use that bottom rig there. Same thing. Use shrimp, uh, you know, live shrimp. Uh, baby crabs are really, really good if you can get a hold of this. kind of tough this time of year. That's usually a little bit earlier in the season, you know. Um, and another uh, place is uh, the trestles, which is really easy. Now, um, here's something that I wanted to add to it, and I forgot to send you, is that uh, – You know, they have a floor scraper that they use to scrape tile up and and, and stuff off the floor. Uh, If you put that on a pole and you go around um, pylons or a wall or something and you scrape the the barnacles off and you come back like an hour later or whatever, it works as a chum for the sheephead. It will attract the sheephead and the drum also to that area, and that's a pretty good idea. And then – uh a little secret bait here that i learned from an old-time uh commercial fisherman and this seems kind of odd but live crawfish you know that's uh that's a bait that'll get you some big ones you know and it's a hardy bait you can use just hook them through the tail you know and it's great eating. you cannot you know i can't talk enough about it fight's fun too and if you got (laughs) kids and they piled up it's easy
1: well, uh, Eric's giving away his secrets there, the live crawfish bait. Yeah, the smaller the better because, boy, they, are, they can be tough to hook. They're, they're known as bait stealers. That's kind of a nickname they've got. And, yeah, thats I've done yeah. that scraping the, the bridges over there by the trestles in Slidell, scraping those barnacles. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you can actually use, like, a inverted hoe or something that you can really get down there, and that, that does attract them. Uh, Eric, listen, I want we, because of time constraints, I don't think we can go through yeah. your whole kayakers wish list, but tell us about the top three items for, that you can pick pick up for a kayaker on your list and definitely include a trip with you because you're one of the few people that provide guided kayak trips.
0: Yeah, you can get a gift certificate from me, and I will say my phone number later on. Um, uh, but um, one of the most important things, not only for kayakers, but for, for anyone on the water, uh, is the life preserver, the PFDs, the inflatables. There's no reason to wear them. You can get them anywhere from 60 to 250 bucks. It just depends on what you mean, what you, you want to give them. Uh, i it's, it's call it the gift of life. Um, something else that really might be good for someone who wouldn't buy it for themselves is a top-of-the-line set of pliers. You can spend from 100 to five hundred dollars on them, but you know it's something a fisherman really wouldn't buy for himself. You can get a gift kit of Puglas, um, What else? Uh, if you really wanted to impress the kayaker, you get the Hobie PA three hundred and sixty, top of the line finest boat areas out there right now. Um, but that's 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 for that real special person, <laughs> you know. Now
1: you've got a more um, extensive so, list. Tell them where they can find the, the complete list of gift items. Where they can go online?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Don, they can go to your website, Don, Don the Outdoors Guy, and uh, they'll see the uh, the whole entire list uh, with a little write-up on it. And um, it's got some good ideas, or at least to kind of throw it out there at you if you don't know what to get them. Um, that's why I put the gift certificates in there also, you know. Um, but, yeah, go, go check out Don's website, and uh, it, it'll be up, posted up there, and uh, you'll see some pretty neat stuff
1: you know and uh, um, give them your telephone number in case they want to get a trip in in terms of a gift certificate
0: yeah that's 504 313 8292
1: and you've give me got a call some and, and uh, you got pictures and and photos and videos on your website give them your website too
0: yeah yeah uh, well, I don't have a website it's uh facebook, facebook, facebook or instagram too. yeah the, the Louisiana kayak company they can
1: check all that out also
0: You know, Louisiana Kayak Company. company. Yep.
1: Very good. Uh, Eric, uh, have a Merry Christmas, my friend, and thanks for the reports, and we'll catch up with you in the new year. Yeah, well, all the listeners, have a Merry Christmas. You have a happy holiday
0: season, Don, and uh, we'll be talking soon.
1: Thank you. Hey, don't get rid of that phone, man. You sound great. All right, it's my son's son. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Right. Don't give it Dang back, Trady. Right. Do. He does, he All does. Right. Well, that's the way it should be. Uh, Thanks again, Eric. Yeah. We'll see you soon. All right, coming All right. back Wait after this. It's uh, it's Bad Boys of the Outdoors time. This guy could be wearing orange a lot longer than his deer hunt, I'll tell you that. His story's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, now next week I'm going to give you the six nominees for Baddest of the Bad Boy of the Year for 2019 and ask you to vote by texting us to 870-870. And this week's Bad Boy story coming up next after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. With a citizen tip. In the aid of trail camera evidence, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement agents with the LaSalle Parish Sheriff's Office arrested a man for alleged deer hunting violation and drug charges on December 5th after the complaint and a trail camera photo of a suspect night hunting on property he did not have permission. Agents... Obtained search warrants for Joey DeVille's property and found and seized multiple firearms, drugs, and drug paraphernalia during the search at DeVille's residence. They proceeded to arrest him after he admitted to hunting on his neighbor's property without permission. Charges included possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. That is a biggie. Hunting deer during illegal hours. Hunting deer with illegal method criminal trespassing, possession of a firearm in the presence of a controlled, dangerous substance, possession of methamphetamine, possession of marijuana, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Agents then booked DeVille into the LaSalle Parish Jail, where he's facing fines of up to $6,950, and for the firearm possession by a convicted felon, 20 years in jail. Probably a good place for 49-year-old Joey R. DeVille of LaSalle Parish, our bad boy of the outdoors. I guess the moral of that story is, if you're going to do drugs with all of that stuff, you don't go trespassing hunting deer at night either. They'll catch you if the... Agents for drug enforcement don't. All right, back with Ryan Lambert after this. Hey, it's reopening of the duck season, second split down in Plaquemines. See if he's in the blind with the boys on kind of a rainy, chilly, windy day. We're back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, unfortunately, we are not able to get Ryan Lambert at this moment. You know, it's tough. Those guys, it's the peak of their business on Saturday mornings, getting customers in and out of the boats and blinds and getting stuff ready. Hopefully we'll get a hold of him before we get off the air. But I'm going to get to some of these text messages that have been coming in. Uh, lots of them. Here's one says at Thanksgiving a friend made sheephead patties cooked with bourbon and served with a sauce. Excellent. Here's a hunting advisory. In spite of the rain, the gift and bargain hunters are on the trail early. Athletic footwear on with credit cards and debit cards baited by sales and fueled into a frenzy as the end of the season is near. The treasure hunters are out in force. Beware the rush-crush. There's no limits. Setting my sights on another mug of coffee in the sofa. Merry Christmas. Stay away from the mall. I second that motion. All right, thanks for that text. Don't have a name on it, though. Here's one. Happy Holidays from Rusty in Maupar. Thank you, Rusty. Happy Holidays to you. Good morning. This is uh, from Stuttgart, Arkansas. Don Roland. Don, you hunting those mallards up there in Stuttgart? I understand it was good. And... Until the water came up, maybe you're hunting a rice field. Uh, Here's the one that says, uh, got a spike, been on my stand for five minutes. That tells me two things. Number one, you listen to the show and you stand, which is good. And number two, if a spike has been there for five minutes, it's probably a young spike. It's not one of those old spikes, or he would be in a rut and he'd be moving around. He wouldn't stay in one place five minutes. Here's uh, someone wishing good luck to everybody trying their luck in this weather. Uh, here's one uh, Convent Hunting Club checking in on this saturated Saturday. Had to make the call, and we're leaving the dogs in the pen today. Too wet to make it worth our while, but, hey, that's hunting. We'll give them rabbits a break for a day, and we'll be back chasing them tomorrow morning. Well, you know, nobody misses uh, postponing a, a rabbit hunt more than those beagles, but <laughs> that's what they live for as all hunting dogs do, and, uh, you know, it's is. Is, is interested and the way we feel about it committed, uh, we have nothing on dogs. They are really hurt when they miss a day. Here's one says, Good morning, the year went by fast. Thanks for a year of the show keeping us up on where to go and what to do. That's from our regular listener, loyal listener, Outlaw John. You're not really an outlaw, are you, John? Just a nickname. Here's one. Says, I hope you, family, Martha, Chris, and listeners have a safe and very Merry Christmas. That's from David Hubble, one of our Alabama listeners. Thank you, David. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for all the the good tips and food that you you bring to our listeners and viewers. And by the way, Martha is probably out looking for another deer. Boy, she has become a deer-killing machine. I think she's got either three or four. And she's looking for more. I want to congratulate her. She made an excellent bow shot on a six-point earlier this week. All right, here's one from uh, Mark in, I think that's Feliciana. It's spelled kind of crazy. As a light rain, and it's 48 degrees. Here's somebody waiting for the rain to end at Dixie Ranch. We'll enjoy the coffee. Well, uh, you might have a long wait. You might need to get out in it if you're going to hunt. Otherwise, enjoy the coffee and the stories. I love Dixie Ranch, and I uh, hope you're going to be out there on January 11th. We're going to make a trip out to Dixie Ranch for an upcoming feature on a Bayou Wild TV episode. That organization, that club, deserves it. I was one of the founding members and some great people and had some great times there. All right, we have a uh, the old snake doctor checking in. He loves sheephead. I'm with you, snake doctor. And here's an Eric uh, back on the Abita Honey Club, my lease. It's cool and rainy. Merry Christmas. Eric, let me know if you've been seeing as many deer as we have. Oh, it's been a big year for deer back there. Here's someone headed to the stand on Bear Creek since they can't see deer sleeping in the bed. Hope the rain breaks at some point. Love the show. Merry Christmas. That's from Brad. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Brad. Thank you. And uh, here's one from Rusty. He's on the way to the stand in Caldwell Parish right now. Uh, Hope everyone has a great day and an even better weekend. And here's a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Many thanks for the outdoor radio programs over the years. Great information, fishing and hunting. Uh, And that is all the best from Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. Merry Christmas. Loyal listener since day one. Love your show. I don't know who that is, but, boy, you know, day one goes back a long time. You sure about that? We're in our 31st year. Glad to have you all those years and glad you enjoy the show. All right, coming back after this, we're going to wrap this up. I'll tell you what's coming up on more outdoors since it's kind of rainy and breezy and a lot of you are not headed out. Those of you who are, you bring a listening device, a radio or an iPhone, and you can follow along with us. We'll tell you how to do it coming back right after this. This is the Christmas edition of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, radio program. All right, a little uh, programming note. Uh, if you want to come join us uh, for a taping of Bayou Wild Television, a Morton Seafood restaurant on the banks of the Chifuncta River in Madisonville, Louisiana. Uh, we are there a couple times a month. We will be there this Monday around lunchtime. If you want to come by uh, and visit with Martha Spence and I, talk a little outdoors, our cameraman, Chris Lecoc will be there and enjoy some of that great seafood and oysters at Morton Seafood Restaurant. That's, uh, we, you know, call them and check on our schedule. We'll be there this coming Monday. All right, text messages. Here's one that says, Don, your bad boy this week reminds me of what my dad, the cop, used to say. Jails are full of dumb people. Dad was a wise man. The jail is full of dumb people. Some of them have high IQs, but they're dumb enough to get caught, so it is full of dumb people. Here's one, Merry Christmas, listening to the rain, thinking about going off the road in Leeville. Big Daddy Harry from St. Rose. Big Daddy, uh, they were catching them down there Thursday off the road. Yeah, they, this time of the year, a little deeper in that canal, and those fish kind of stack up in there to uh, seek that warmer temperature. Got good chances of catching them down there. If you got your truck right next to it, if the rain breaks out real heavy, you just jump in and turn the heater on and wait for it to break again. Easy enough. Portable camp, fishing camp. Uh, Justin the Duck Guy. He's working instead of duck hunting in this beautiful weather. Merry Christmas. Justin. You and me have got the same problem working on this opening day of the second split. But I know you're going to get out there and get them. Let us know how your season goes, Justin. Uh, Here's a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and yours, Martha Spencer. And everybody listening to your show, uh, listen every Saturday from Mobile, Alabama. He works with David Hubble. That's from Barry. Well, Merry Christmas and thanks for being a loyal listener, Barry. Here's a text from somebody on a deer stand. A three-point keeps visiting between seven and eight. Looks to be two and a half years. Hopes he makes it. Have seen more this deer than this year than ever. Haven't shot anything. Waiting on the big one. Be patient, grasshopper, as the man said. Especially this time of the year. Uh, You got to wait for the right one if you're going to get him. Generally, they don't show up first, but you got to watch those does uh, that are in heat. And when they come in and they look real nervous, keep looking over their shoulders and scurrying around. That's usually a big one in the in the, in the the waiting. All right, that's going to wrap it up pretty much for this show. Coming up on More Outdoors, the first hour from 7 to 8, Devin Burgess joins me. We talk guns. We talk issues. We talk technology. We talk all things firearms and invite you to tune in. You can do that on our live stream. Uh, or if you happen to have a HD radio and you're within distance of the 105.3 FM HD 2 setting, You can pick us up on the radio. And then we have Keith Lusher coming in. He takes over the microphone from 8 to 9. He's got several guests. Uh, Chris Basie is one of them. Uh, Also, they'll be talking uh, Andy Jones, uh, Wicked Charters. Got regular fishes on his show. Concentrates on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain area. Whether you live there or if you'd like to travel there for a fishing trip, he's got a lot of interesting information. He's got a website by the same name. I suggest you go to it. That's northshorefishingreport.com. And uh, also, uh, ask him, <laughs> call him uh, while the show is on and ask him about the new name he has given Mike Gallo's Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge. I think you'll get a chuckle out of that. All right, our poll says 92% of you include an outdoor trip during your holidays for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year. Only 8% do not, so get out there and do it. You got a little extra time, weather, eh, not the greatest today, but it's going to get better starting tomorrow, uh, whether it's fishing, uh, duck hunting, squirrel, rabbit, woodcock just opened up recently, uh, you got the deer season almost statewide, and uh, lots of opportunities out there, freshwater, saltwater fishing, be careful, enjoy your Christmas holiday, and remember the reason for the season, uh, certainly you want to you know, celebrate the Christmas holiday as should be done with the family and friends, but also make a trip to the great outdoors. We'll see you again next week. Don't forget, baddest of the bad boy. Be ready to cast your vote. We'll see you next week right back here for another visit with the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.